Hey everybody, this week on the Neat Pour, we take this barrel select Sangamore Spirit Rye for a spin. It's 110 proof straight rye whiskey from Maryland. It's a fun time. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Alright, we're live, baby. Hey man, welcome back. Uh, Nick is here, Shalonda's here. Open wide as the Neat Pour Podcast. What's going on, Shalonda? What's going on? Nothing much. Just drinking. Hey, man, this week we've got the Sagamore Spirit Rye Barrel Select. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, this would be Maryland style uh, rye whiskey. Uh, And this is a uh, barrel select from Benny's. This is six years old from the good folks at Sagamore Sagamore Rye. Sagamore Spirit. Sorry. Sagamore Spirit. Sagamore Spirit. So what do you know about these people? Um, I know this is a handsome fucking bottle here. It's very sexy. Yeah. Um, you know, much in the way that uh, your, I think it was a Hibiki, the Japanese whiskey, has pleated, but pleated the way like curtains are pleated. Mm-hmm. This is a pleated bottle in the way that like, you know, actual like dress pants are, pe- are pleated. Like Some creases. There's a crease. There's the a old cre- school pimp's creases in, <laughs> the, in, a, the, in, the, in the bottle. There's a crease down the middle and the back of the bottle. So these are pleated. These are this is a pleated bottle of whiskey here. Um, Nick has a thing for pleated bottles. I don't know much. I know Sagamore is a relatively new crew. I think 2017. They are uh, they have a location in Baltimore where they have you know like the tasting room and the distillery and you know the, the event center and um, but the history of uh, Maryland rye is a little bit different from Pennsylvania rye. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of the oldest rye, some of the oldest, the oldest bourbon ever made in America was rye whiskey up in Pennsylvania and upstate New York because there was a lot of rye up there, right? Uh-huh. That was the native grain. So, you know, they made a lot of, rye was one of the first whiskeys, Michter's, the original Michter's was made up there, right? So, but the Maryland version is supposed to be a little softer and a little sweeter than mm-hmm. the, uh, than the, than the Pennsylvania version. So I think that's my understanding of the project. As usual, our liquor historian comes through. Mm. So what made you, because this is this is all you, bro. So what mm. made you pick this one this week? You caught me mid-swig. <laughs> I, I apologize to everyone. Uh, to be honest with you, that's really good, by the way. I didn't know shit about it, but... Um, the good folks over at Beguile Brewing. Um, where's Beguile? Beguile is in uh is on the far north side, not too far from us. Mm-hmm. Um I was trying to think, oh, Malt Row. Mm-hmm. So it's a block from like, you know, five or six other breweries. Oh, they have a award-winning barrel-aged beer called uh Imperial Pajamas. It's an oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. So that beer took a metal at the Great American Beer Fest at 2019, it actually took gold in the barrel-aged style category. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason Sagamore was on my radar is because the homie B-Rat picked up the, a mixed four-pack, the same mixed four-pack that Shalonda's taking a photo of right now. And you still put me on last like that? <laughs> no. It was, you know, it is what it is, man. We're very transparent. Um, oh, but anyway, last year, barrel-aged pajamas came out in a bourbon barrel. This year it came out in a mixed four pack with a bunch of different flavors, but two of those flavors were aged in Sagamore 
rye whiskey barrels. And I think that is how it got on our radar. You know, I didn't know shit about it. But then I like Beguile. I mean, I think Flannel Pajamas might be shit. Probably the most underrated beer in the whole city, honestly, when you think about, you know, all the all the beers that are that are produced. But then they chose the extension of their product line to include this whiskey. And they aged their beer in their rye barrels. So that's where it came from for me. So not me. I was just along for the ride, so yeah. Yeah, we thought it was. It, we thought it made sense because um, because of that connection, and then also we didn't know shit about Maryland style whiskey. Um, apparently, the the origins of the of the company is that like it's uh, you know there's a guy from who started Under Armour who's mm-hmm. a main investor, and then he brought on the old master distiller from MGP. Oh wow! Everyone's favorite uh, sourced distillery. So MGP. Mm-hmm. Made MGP actually, uh, you know, there's a couple ways to contract with folks, right? So MGP actually made a whiskey to their specifications at MGP. So that's different from, let's just say, Smoke Wagon, for example. Smoke Wagon will go to MGP and, uh, you know, they'll select different whiskeys from the MGP warehouse and create their own unique blend. It's more of a curation on the available whiskeys. Mm-hmm. But with the Sagam- Sagamore, they actually came up with their own recipe and said, hey, will you make this for us, MGP? So that's how, that's what these are. So this is uh, their recipe on M- in MGP's production. Now, the plan is for them to make their own juice at some point. But this six-year-old product uh, comes from uh, Indiana. So how do you like it so far? I mean, I'm digging it. I like the the rye is definitely coming through strong. I feel the uh, the spice that black pepper spice is, is is proper with it. What about you? I'm a huge fan of this lovely sweetness. Um, I think cinnamon. It's not exactly cinnamon red hot like no. you usually get. It's more like maybe. Um, I don't know, maybe like the cinnamon gum. Maybe it's that level of cinnamon. Cinnamon gum? Right. Oh, you mean like the big red? Right. Okay. It's okay. more like that, right? Because cinnamon red hots are a very specific kind of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of bright and kind of, you know, sweet and cinnamon. This is more of, it's more of an earthy. It's more of an earthy cinnamon. It's an earthy cinnamon. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoy that flavor of it. And maybe it's the red bottle that's giving us that connotation subconsciously of cinnamon because, you know. I'm getting a lot of black pepper vibes. You get a lot this. of black pepper? Yeah, it's like that coarse black pepper. Do you get the oak? Because I get a little bit of that. Yeah, I get the oak because that blast of of sweetness is kind of counterbalanced by the rye and like a nice little bitterness that kind of... It kind of blooms in the nose. It doesn't sting my nose. Yeah. But it does kind of bloom in my nose a little bit. That finish is so nice. It's like it's lingering, but it's not overwhelming. It has the the hints of that that spice from the black pepper. But it's like it lets you know that it's still there. Like it gives you that warm feeling inside. It really is delicious. And you know, we're we're continuing on a streak of of whiskeys that are just sitting right on the shelf. Yay, we've got Nick to not be so bougie about bottles. Yeah, I mean, because we went, you know, what COVID, what COVID gave birth to this podcast. Let's just be, let's be honest, you know. And to justify drinking more. Yeah, and then, but COVID also, 
um, the reason they gave birth to the birth to the podcast was because, you know, we had access to all these really cool bottles that we wouldn't have had otherwise. If the restaurants and bars and shit didn't shut down, we wouldn't have had access to those bottles. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of, you know, you kind of come from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, it's got to be a bottle that I can't really find on the shelf. And that's what makes it important. Um, but I think, I think Shalana deserves a lot of credit here hey. because she's kind of bringing us back to earth and saying, hey, let's focus on, let's be honest, 90% of all the fucking whiskey on the shelf comes from like Kentucky, right? Right. So, you know, you got all these really cool uh, options on the shelf. And then if it don't come from Kentucky, it usually comes from MGP and somebody just bought it and, and aged it, you know, wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. So why not just take advantage of that and explore what's on the shelf and have conversations with people who sell booze and drink a lot of booze about what they're digging. Cause I'm here for the people, you know, I get high off the people, you know, I get half the people. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for the people. I get high off the people, <laughs> you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's <laughs> with this podcast. It's the good balance because don't get me wrong. I, I, I give Nick a lot of shit about being bougie with the bottles and he does a great job in getting bottles that I necessarily wouldn't pay for. So there is a balance. But then sometimes I do have to talk about the legend and say, hey, we need to go back to the shelfies because there's a lot of good bourbon and whiskey on the shelf. And people want to know what they are about. Yeah, that's true. And if the segment of of bourbon is something that we're truly exploring and we're not just these taters that are only talking about shit that's hard to get. Then I think if we're really talking about the category of bourbon, then it's our job to explore what the fuck we see in the store, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, and I tell you, curation is a huge part of whiskey because a lot of it is mingling different barrels. So even if this is um, like where were we? We were in Winnetka after our Spirit Elephant uh, brunch, yeah. yeah, fantastic brunch. But we're at the local Benny's in Winnetka, and he was saying how you know MGP is a dirty word for some people. And when he was, as he's telling us this, as we really are just browsing and don't want to buy I've been, shit. I've been a little skeptical about that myself, but yeah. But, in, in, you know, I think what I meant to say to him and what I'm going to say now is that, you know, MGP, even if it's all coming from MGP, like the curation of, you know, whether it's Sagamore or uh, Old Scout or, you know, we the aforementioned fucking Smoke Wagon or who else? You know, any of these other brands that have MGP juice, their interpretation of what whiskey should taste like is still something to pursue because it's different every time out. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like in, in this case of the Sagamore um, or the Widow Jane, like we talked about at the store, um, they're taking different sources of water to proof these whiskeys down. So it's the water that counts. It's the water that changes the profile and makes mm-hmm. it unique, even though it start it all starts off in MGP. That's what I'm saying. Like it all it can all start in MGP. Yeah. But you know, if you go there and you got ten warehouses to pick from, and each warehouse has ten fucking floors, right? You're gonna pick some flavors that's different from the ones I pick. Most definitely. You know what I mean? So I think there's still something to explore in that space. And I think that's kind of the the magic of just the ingredients that go into bourbon. You know? You know, one thing I will say that I do appreciate about um, the Sagamore is the fact they let you know right off the bat that it's age six years. You don't have to go hunt it down. Because, you know, I've noticed that a lot about bottles sometimes where you're wondering what the age is. And it's not on the bottle. You have to go 
Google on top of Google just to find it. They let you know on the bottle it's six years. Yeah, so I, mean, I appreciate that, Zachmore. You know, a little age statement ain't wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with a little age statement. Like, why does that shit usually G fourteen classified? <laughs> like, why would they try to hide it? I don't have all the answers. Um, this is a whiskey that I don't know what the um, mash bill makeup is of this, but there is a very lovely sweetness that is gives way to some of those big red cinnamon gum vibes mm-hmm. that leave you with a little lingering rye spice in your nostrils like I got. Um, I think those are the three main uh, points of interest for this whiskey. And then um, it's it's cash strength. So it's got a really nice body and it's not something that you are left wanting more from. Like I think every sip so far has been very fulfilling. Right. You know, I agree. Like, I do agree with that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, Let's see. Spring fed is the, uh, is a description on the bottle. So there is a, uh, there's a, there's, I think there's a horse farm not far from uh, Baltimore Mm -hmm. where they, where they get their water from their water source from. Um, so they're proofing it down with spring water. From Sagamore Farms. From Sagamore Farms. And then, you know, it's a horse farm. So that's why. So they call this, uh, it, I, I almost want to call it like Argyle, those little diamonds. Yeah. Right. But they call them uh, jockey silks. Like this kind of font or print is kind of synonymous with like the kind of gear that horse jockeys wear. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an ode to the jockey silks. Of, you know, that traditional uh, horse jockey fuckers wear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just want to point that out. Um, elegant fucking bottle. I don't know if we talked about that. This bottle sucks. Oh, God, we did talk about the bottle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nick is having a total bottle crush. Yeah. So, this bottle has come from Bear 42, Floor 3, and Rack Number 1. Yeah, man. Very specific. Yeah. This bottle's uh, this bottle's sexy as hell. And I tell you, um, I want to say cheers to Beguile because I wouldn't have paid attention to it unless Beguile uh, aged their award-winning beer in it. And um, this took a double gold at uh, San Francisco World Beer Cup. Mm-hmm. World Beer. Um, God damn it. Let me slow down. San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Has nothing trying to, to cross over the beer world? Has nothing to do with beer. San Francisco World Spirits Competition 2020. This took a double gold. Uh, we got our barrel select from Benny's. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think in uh, oh, 1909 right there. Mm-hmm. In the tradition of the seagrass, um, we just decided to take this solo for a spin because... You know, I just had a shit played out. And then we wanted to tell the story about our relationship to beer and how fucking Beguile actually kind of led us to pursue the source whiskey, honestly, because I don't know. We haven't cracked open tonight. We haven't cracked open the maple cinnamon uh, rye barrel aged uh, imperial stout, oatmeal stout. But I tell you, it was so good that it wanted it wanted it had me want to explore the source whiskey. Mm. So I think. When we were hanging out at the bottle shoppy, like we do every week, we do, delicious. We do two things: we go look at properties, and we go to the bottle shoppy. The this week that one came on my radar because of the because of the relationship to the beer. And there you have it, people. Do we have any bourbon news? Mm. 
You've been catching me mid-sip. <laughs> I've been doing that on purpose. All episode, this episode. Oh, my bad. I usually take notes on my little, on my iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. I- so wait, so I was, uh, you know, we we're we we're both in the Black Bourbon Society Facebook group, mm-hmm. and uh, Samara, one of the uh, founders of Black Bourbon Society, she had a post about celebrities should not, um, basically do bourbon, and I tend to agree because a, a lot of people were going in on either the Jamie Fox bourbon, which is brown sugar. Or the paint? Who's that paint? Who's that paint man? Yeah, paint man is the uh, sweetness color. Oh my god, people were talking mad stuff about that one. Like, no, it's like they celebrities should not get into this this industry, swap their names on anything because it's turned out to be like garbage. <laughs> what do you the, think about that? Um, I, I haven't had them to know what they taste like. I haven't either. So but, let me put that disclaimer out there now. But I will tell you the uh, the Jamie Fox one. We saw it on the shelf this week, and uh, it's a sixty percent. Bourbon, so it's basically water. I know it's sixty proof. Sorry, because sixty percent would be one hundred twenty proof. It's sixty proof. Mm. So I'm surprised everybody even able to call that bourbon. Yeah, at sixty proof, brown sugar bourbon is bourbon with like natural flavors. Look, a little weird. I haven't tried it. Like thirty bucks, something like that. I'm almost curious to just say fuck it and just. I'm curious to get a bottle, and if I don't like it, to to drink it as a neat. Sip, then I more y'all know me. I would turn some shit into, into a cocktail in a second. Blame it on, I like Jamie Fox. I binge watched his latest. Blame it uh, on the juice. Blame, blame it on the. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell the story. So apparently, my my youngest, my, when she was three years old, when Jamie Fox had that song "Blame on the Alcohol," her uh, dad had taken her to a picnic, and she got on top of the table and singing that song word for word. So yeah, I still get teased about that to this day. Like. I watched Jamie Foxx's uh, Netflix um, series. I binge watched all eight episodes. You sure did. <laughs> yes, you did. So, I mean, I like Jamie Foxx. I'm very curious about it. 60%, I'm sorry, 60 proof, proof bourbon is a little weird. but So, no real news this week, but Jack Daniels, we saw at the store, Jack Daniels had a um, a limited edition socks, white socks on uh, glass. Part of like a little gift set. And the only reason why he didn't get it was because of the fact that it had Jack Daniels on it. We're like, well, what the fuck are we going to do with this Jack Daniels? It wasn't Jack Daniels Barrel Proof or the Jack Daniels Special Reserve um, 135 Barrel Strain to Ride. And if anybody has, we might be able to make a deal and get you something nice for it. It wasn't that. It was just straight up Jack Daniels. So we saw that this week. But the socks glasses made it interesting. Um, I went to uh, I went to Metropolitan to pregame. And I noticed that they're um, at the river, Rockwell on the river, that little uh, mall over there, that they're putting in um, American whiskey. Ooh, we're going to yeah. have another distillery in the neighborhood? Judson Dope. and more American whiskey is going in in Chicago. So Chicago's got a distillery coming, which is, um, I, hadn't, I knew nothing about that. And then this week on all our socials, I posted a throwback, uh, Throwback Thursday collage of uh, images from our Basil Hayden Friendsgiving from 2018 that me and Shalanda both attended. It was a Mediterranean vibe. I thought the one you said you were thankful for my butt. Huh? Yeah, that, well, that was. yeah, it was that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the same place that we usually do Brewers Eve up over in Ravenswood. So I was looking at the invite and I was looking at some of the pics and it was a uh, Basil Hayden, but it was a Basil Hayden theme uh, with the rye and the Kentucky whiskey. And, uh, they had 
a bunch of cocktails and dishes that were all Mediterranean themed, which was kind of funny. So uh, you can check that out on our socials. Most definitely. And um, yeah, although there's no news this week, um, shout out to the last whiskeys we had. Uh, Old Scout Rye, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? It was Old Scout Rye, and we had the Boondocks. That was our last episode. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, it's a six-year product from Be More. The fantastic bottle, Sangamore Rye. Um, I'd encourage everyone to grab this barrel strength one. Now, there's some other ones out there. There's a there's a port finished one. There's a double oaked, and then there's a uh, a the OG, which is non. Barrel age. All right, we haven't had those. I'm sorry, non-barrel strength. We so. haven't had those, but we have had the rye, and the rye is really good. Yeah, man. Um, really soft, warming dessert. Almost like baked uh, apple cinnamon spice goodness. Apple cinnamon spice goodness. Yeah, like if you had like a you know, a skillet and you made a fucking dessert in that and you put that in the oven and how it gets kind of a little Caramelized and charred around the edges. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could cut it in slices, let Damn, it dry. Man, you got me want some big apple pie. You know, and pull it out. And then that crust is just kind of perfect and buttery and a little char, a little sweet. Okay, look, y'all. Nick thinks everything is supposed to have some char. I just want y'all to know that. A little bit. No. Nick would think eggs, scrambled eggs, supposed to have char. Like, no. It's supposed to have some color, yeah. Not char. Well, babe, you, know. you think everything's if the char. if the char if the color is char, babe, that's okay too. Babe, everything ain't gonna be char. I say if you're wondering what to get and you don't want to fuck off a hundred dollars, this is barrel strength. Benny's has a ton of them. It's like a fifty five dollar play. It's fucking delicious, and no one's talking about how good it is. You know, it's good. It's not. It's, you know what? It's not as ride forward as the ambler. Uh, as the what? Smooth Ambler. And Smooth Ambler has a lot more pepper in it. Yeah. And it's not as rye forward as the barrel, as the uh, single barrel uh, rye from Four Roses either. Man, this is some really good shit. But this is dangerously, approachable is the wrong word. It's just. Going to say the word so you open up the bottle to to the bar. It's dangerously. (gasps) What? Nah, come on. It sips like a bourbon and it plays like a rye right after you finish it. It plays right. It plays like a rye right Basically, here. Basically, if you had allergies. Right here. <laughs> it would it would clip those allergies like all in your face. Yeah. It's like it plays like a rye. It's like somebody grabs your, like kind of tickles your face with a, <laughs> with a feather. Somebody, <laughs> after you have a sip, somebody tickles your face with a feather and that feather is the rye. Mm. Right. Do you, I mean, do you feel that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other than that, it plays like a bourbon, actually. I'm just saying, yeah, I've been drinking all day, so I'm, I'm a little lushed at this point. But yeah, man. I think that's our time, unless we got anything else, Shalonda. I have nothing like Whitney Houston. So where can people find you at individually? You can find me on Twitter at Nicosio. And you can catch me at... um Shit. Oh, Alpha Bear checking all the social medias. And you can catch us collectively at the name poor new episodes come out on Monday mornings, most part. And um blog post goes up on Sundays, which yeah, did you do one for this week? Uh yeah. 
No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So, yeah, you catch us there. So, until next time, peace out, people.